thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We're glad that we get to come to where you're at and you can see where we're at and uh, you can join in on the word that we're going to be delivering today. But as you do, bring your faith, release yes. your faith because we're believing God for you to receive answers, for you to receive revelation and light for your life because the word takes our life and sets it right on course. But it has to have our faith because our faith is our permission. Our faith is giving God permission to work the way he longs to work in our lives. Amen. Amen. We've been taking over the last several episodes, we've been taking my book, Peace, Living Free from Worry. And we're taking especially one chapter out of here and we've been focusing on it. And so we want you to get your copy. Go to our website at deframeministries.org and you can get that. We'll get that right out to you. Uh, but we've been ministering on the subject of the flow of the kingdom that's on the inside of you. Remember what Jesus said? He said, the kingdom of God is in you. Yes. It's in you. And uh, then Paul tells us in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, he said, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This is the flow that the Holy Ghost is manifesting himself in. When we, are, when we are yielding to our righteousness, yielding to the peace, yielding to the joy that's on the inside of us. And how many of you know that flow never leaves? Once, he, once God gives you that, it's in you, but we can become l more skillful at yielding to it and, and cooperating with it and drawing on that flow that's on the inside of us. So we've been taking the last several, several episodes and we've been focusing on righteousness. We've been focusing on peace um, because those things are what make life sweet. Amen. Uh, let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 3, we see something here. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Paul is writing and he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this. Who hath blessed us. Yes. It's an already accomplished thing. He's already blessed us. What's he blessed us with? With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. My favorite translation of this says, who has blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys. Listen to that, that he has already blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys. Well, what's heaven enjoying right now? A flow of righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen. Um, as I said in the, previous, in the previous episodes, we focused on righteousness. We focused on peace in the last one. We want you to go back 
and watch those if you have not already, because it will help. Uh, it'll help you understand some of the things that we say today, because this is how to live days of heaven on earth is yielding to the righteousness, the peace and the joy that's on the inside of us. Um, I want you uh, today. Let's start on focusing on this flow of joy. It's on the inside. Joy is not simply an emotion. It's a force and it's a spiritual force. force. This joy is, we're not talking about your emotions at all, but how many of you know, when we yield to the flow of joy that comes from the kingdom of God, that's on the inside of us, it will, it will affect our emotions, but it, it doesn't, this joy doesn't find its source in our emotions. Um, I want you to see something that God expects that not only do we experience joy, but it's how we're to conduct what we're born for in joy. You know, the word tells us that God has set each one of us, talking about his own people, his children, he set us in the body, in the body of Christ as it has pleased him. Uh, It pleased him to give us a place in the body. And every single believer has a place in the body of Christ that we're to fulfill and we're to occupy. And you know what? It matters how we fulfill it. We should fulfill it joyfully. Glad to do it because it is inappropriate for us to have any complaint against anything God commands of us. It, we, are to, we are to renew our minds to it is a joy, whatever God tells us to do. And uh, you have to learn to draw on the joy that's in you when circumstances and things, you know, other thoughts come and try to talk you out or sway you out of that flow of joy. Um, for 25 years, I've pastored our church here in Murrieta, California. Um, then primarily now I travel. Now I got to travel all those years that I pastored. I did in in a measure with my husband, but now I'm traveling more full-time on a full-time basis. And there are times when I'm in my closet and I'm packing again, (laughs) again, I don't, I don't really mind packing at all, but, uh, there are times that there will come the feeling, the feeling, Oh, I wish I could stay home. Oh, I wish I didn't have to go. When that, I start sensing that. And sometimes I know that, I know that the devil is in on that at a time when you can sense like a heaviness try to come down over you. And when that happens, what I do is I protect my joy of what I get to do. Protect the joy of your call. Protect the joy of what you're born for. So what do I do at that time? I stand in my closet and I say, thank you, God, for the honor. It is such an honor to get to go and preach this word. I'm not going to let my flesh or my feelings diminish the joy of my call, the joy of what I'm born for. I stir up the joy that's on the inside of me. If you don't stir up the joy, you might end up falling into the complaint. And complaint will cause cost you everything. (laughs) And so you have to make sure that you don't just, it's not about having feelings of joy. It's about drawing on the flow of joy and that will affect your feelings. The joys on the inside of you. How do you stir up joy? Mm -hmm. You stir it up with words. You stir it up by doing something joyful. How many of you know rejoicing is a flow of joy? Amen. When you start rejoicing, it stirs up the joy that's on the inside of you. And then the joy of that 
the joy of what you're born for begins to carry you. And then it's an ease and it's a light thing. Amen. Amen. Go with me if you would to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. And I want to start reading in verse 22. Now, this is Paul, of course, writing. And uh, he says some, some things that are so important to us to understand about this flow of joy. Acts chapter 20, verse 22, he says, And now behold... I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. What's he mean bound in the spirit? He's not talking about that he is captive in the sense, in in a negative thing. He says, uh, God has directed him that he's to do this and he's bound himself to that. That's what he means. In my heart, I bound myself to what I know God's commanding of me. So he's not in bondage. It's not a bondage. It's a choosing to agree with what's in his heart. So he says, Behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save or except I know this. The Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. No wonder he had to, he had to in his own spirit, bind himself to it. What's he mean by this? Paul is talking about that he knew that he was to go to Jerusalem. And in his journey there, he stops off and he visits different churches, visits different cities where he has started churches. He's ministering to the congregations. And every time he goes to one of those, somebody in the congregation stands up and and prophesies to him, bonds and afflictions are waiting for you in Jerusalem. So that's what it means. The Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. So the only thing the Holy Ghost is telling him that's waiting for him is hardship, persecution, difficulty. How do you keep going when you know that up ahead is, is opposition. Uh-huh. You do it in joy. And we're going to talk about this further and you've got to stay with us because there's so much to know about this. He says, the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city. So someone is saying by the Spirit to him, right. prophecy, whatever. They're, they're ministering to him by the Spirit and say, when you get to Jerusalem, opposition, persecution. Why does God do that? Not to take the joy out of him, but to prepare so he can be prepared and not caught off guard. God keeps you in front of situations. You know, before my husband died, two years before my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, all I want you doing is practicing peace. Now, what's he doing? He's preparing me for what's ahead. And only God is so gracious and so skillful that he prepares you for tragedy and you have no way of knowing yeah. right. that the tragedy's up ahead. Yeah. Now see how, how, how gracious, the Holy Spirit is so gracious, yeah. the way He yeah. says things. Yeah. All I want you doing is practicing peace. Well, that just sounds like a good, nice invitation. Yeah. But if I would have really thought about it, yeah. what am I going to need peace for? Yeah. Right. Something's coming up that's yeah. going to threaten yes. my peace, mm-hmm. you yes. see, going to challenge my peace. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit is so gracious yeah. and so lovely and how he prepares us. So God is preparing Paul. Why? So that he's not caught off guard. He's got his faith ready. Now, verse 24, 
Paul says, but none of these things move me. What things? The bonds and the afflictions. Every time he goes to a city, they're telling him hardship is ahead. Opposition is ahead. Challenges are ahead. And he says, but none of these things move me. You say, Paul, how can you know that that's coming? Because he's already had a taste of it before. (laughs) He's had beatings and he's had shipwrecks and he's been all kinds of persecution. And God's saying there's more of it. But he says, but none of these things move me. How is that? He says, so that I might finish my course with joy. Joy makes you immovable. When you tap into the flow of joy, it anchors you. Why? Because circumstances oppose you, but the joy that's in you flows from the kingdom that's on the inside of you. And that is an enduring kingdom, a lasting kingdom, an unshakable kingdom, and it makes you unshakable. So you don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. You know, when my husband went home to be with the Lord, there were a lot of things, a lot of questions I didn't have answers for. I didn't know how certain things were going to play out. I didn't know how certain things were going to come about. But I had a peace on the inside of me and I drew on that peace and that anchored me that no matter what came, the flow of peace was so much greater than any circumstance that arose against me. And for Paul... The, the flow of joy was so much greater in him that although he knew what was coming against him, it was not greater than this force of joy that's right. on the inside because it's not simply a feeling, it's a force. Yes. Yes. Right. Amen. Amen. So he said, but uh, he said, none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry. Yeah. So he says, I want to finish my course and I want to finish my ministry with joy. What's this mean? It matters not just that we're running, but how we're running. How we run with joy. I said with joy. Um, You know, when you parents out there, when you tell your children to do something, you don't just want it done. You want it done with the right attitude. Joy is the divine attitude that we are to carry through this life. That's why when, as I said, I ever get the sense that I'm tired, I don't want to travel. I'm tired, I don't want to do it. I want to stay home. I will not let that get me off course of the flow of the joy because if I'll stay in joy, I'll stay in strength. Amen. You complain if, if you complain against what God's commanded of you, complaining against what God's called you to, I don't want to preach. I don't want to get up in front of people. Well, not everyone is called to preach. In fact, very few are called to preach compared to how many are in the body of Christ. But anything that God tells you to do, have no complaint about it. That's, that shows skill with the word. Amen. Unskillful people complain. I said, unskillful people complain. They find fault with what they're born for. It is a joy that God allows us to do anything for Him and with Him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's not just about running our race. 
It's about how we run our race. My kids, if I told them to go clean their room when they were younger, if I told them to go clean their room and they did it, but they did it with a bad attitude, you're still getting spanked. (laughs) Even though you cleaned your room, the attitude was off. To God, it matters what's our motive, what's our intent, what's our attitude in this life that he's given us. Amen. Uh, We know this, you know this. First, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Notice this, joy is a conductor of God's strength. When When you yield to joy, the joy that's on the inside of you, when you draw on that, up with it comes the strength of God. He will not strengthen us to complain, but he will strengthen us to rejoice. Amen. Joy transmits God's strength into you, into your life, into the different arenas of life. If people complain about, I don't ever have enough money to pay my bills. I just, I'm always behind. Money's always tight. If they complain about the financial arena, it will keep the money from coming in. That's right. But if they'll start rejoicing over the, the provision that God has already made for them, right. yeah. more will come. More, more provision right. will come. Why? Because the strength of God will get into your finances. Why? Because by rejoicing, God's strength is transmitted. Rejoice over the different arenas of your life that face needs. Rejoice over those arenas. Say, Father, I rejoice over the provision, the supply. I call, I call abundance into my home. I call abundance into my life, into my business, into my finances. If you'll rejoice the strength of God, that is conducted through that rejoicing will cause finances to come. Amen. Amen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. What about this? Rejoicing over your health instead of complaining about the part of your body that doesn't work. I love what one minister said. He said, if something was wrong with one finger, rejoice over the nine that work. Why? Because rejoicing conducts the strength of God into what you're rejoicing about into that arena. Can you think of some things that need his strength? Some arenas of your life that need his strength? What about your marriage? What if there's weakness in your marriage? What about if there's troubling in your marriage? Start rejoicing, thanking God for your spouse. Well, they don't do right. You're not thanking God because they did right. You're thanking God because he's good. And he, his strength will come into that marriage. Amen. Um, because joy is a conductor of the strength of God, when we run our race with joy, we're refreshed in the running. We're not worn out in the running. The race doesn't wear us down. It refreshes us when we run it joyfully. When we run it joyfully, we're drawing on. Why is that? Because that's the flow of the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy. So when you're drawing on the joy that's in you, you're drawing on the flow of the kingdom. And you draw on the flow of the kingdom and it's going to refresh you. Amen. It's going to refresh you. If we let go of our joy, we let go of our strength. Because the strength is in the joy. Amen. So I could say this to you. Rejoice and get refreshed. Rejoice and get strengthened. I, um, I was listening to the testimony of one minister. He was called to the house of a, another minister. And this, this minister had a terminal condition, was given no hope. And on the way over to minister to that one, 
this one minister who was going there said to God, how do I help them? What's, what do you have for me to say to them? Because it's not just about just going and unloading all the healing scriptures, you know. Yeah. Now that's right. good, but it's so much better and more effective to be directed by the Spirit. How's yes. the Spirit yes. leading you? Right. So he walked in there and the person, it, it was a woman that was laying there uh, on the bed in this terminal condition. And she said, she said to her friend, she said, I'm so tired. My body is so weak. When he heard her say that, he knew what the prescription right there was. He said, Sister, I'm not going to pray for your healing today. I'm going to give you an assignment. And the assignment is this. Thank God I'm strong. Just say it. Thank God I'm strong. As you're laying on your bed, raise your arms and say, Thank God I'm strong. Father, I thank you for your strength. See, what are you doing? You rejoice over what he, his flow brings you. Yes. The more you talk about how weak you are, the weaker you become. That's right. That's right. What's the word tell us? Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Amen. You got to get your praise in the right direction. <laughs> Amen. And start rejoicing over that. He goes back, to, he goes back a couple of days later and her voice is at full strength. She's sitting up. She's... Uh, obviously stronger. We'll see. And then every time he'd go to minister to her, they'd lay hold of something new in the victory that belonged to her. But it began with rejoicing. Why? Because when you rejoice, the flow of the kingdom of God that's on the inside of you comes into manifestation. Now, remember what it says in in, uh, Romans 14, verse 17. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Look at the last words, in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. When we yield to these flows, when we yield to righteousness, when we yield to peace, when we yield to joy, the Holy Ghost gets in on that. And we get His help. You complain. If we talk about how bad things are going and they're getting worse, He can't get in on that. He wants to get in on our need. He wants to help us. So he's telling us, you've got to talk about how you're right with God instead of how you've made a mess of your life. You've got to talk about the peace of God instead of how depression's trying to come on you. You've got to talk about the joy, rejoicing, instead of talking about how you don't want to do this and you don't want to do that. Amen. The Holy Ghost just can't get involved in anything. That's right. He gets involved in the righteousness, peace, and joy flow. Amen. Amen. Listen, you're always running with some companion. It might as well be the companion of joy. (laughs) Amen. It ought not be the companion of complaint. Um, We know this, that God's people that were delivered out of Egypt, God worked mighty miracles, signs, and wonders to bring them out of bondage. And they came out, they rejoiced for a short time, Mm -hmm but it didn't take long. They went back to complaining. And the Bible talks about that in their complaining, that serpents came in on them and about a quarter of a million of them died in one day, bitten by serpents. They had no idea that God had been protecting them. Those serpents were there all along and God's power had been protecting them. But when they went to complaining, God could no longer move and work in their, in their behalf. And the serpents came in and bit them. We used to, I used to say this in our household, gripers get the vipers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
There's no sense in having a viper when you can rejoice and get the flow of the kingdom going. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So you might as well, you might as well run your race with joy instead of with complaint, wishing, wishing I had a different race. Listen, I don't wish I had a different race. I want the race God authored for me. I certainly don't want the race I authored for myself. Listen, before we were born again, we were living the life that we chose. (laughs) And we got done with that, didn't we? We go, I don't want to live that way anymore. We received Jesus, came into the best life. Well, I'm not going to go back to my choice anymore. I'm going to stay with his choice, his plan for my life. Um, So choose to run your race with joy, without complaint. Um, I would say this, sad people don't get to go the places that glad people get to go. Didn't that work for you in your own home when your parents were raising you? If you got a bad attitude, you can stay home with your bad attitude. I'm not going to send you out to have a party, go be with your friends if you can't have a good attitude at home, right? You had to stay home. What, 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 what would parents say? You can, get, you can get glad in the same pants you got mad in? So uh, if you're sad, you stay home. You're glad you get to go places in God. Go places and have a joyous race. Amen. Um, it is, it is a, such an honor to get to run our race. You know, what a joy to know what to do with your life when you get up in the morning. There are so many people going through this life. They don't even know what to do with their life once they get up. Or if they do do it, if they have a plan for their life, they're unhappy in their plan for their life. What an honor that God has called us to a place in the body. I don't care who you are. God has a call on your life. Might not be a five-fold call to stand behind the pulpit, but God has a call of something that he has assigned and commanded of your life to fulfill. And uh, it's a joy that God planned something for you. Love that plan. Rejoice to do that plan. Delight in that plan. It is not a hardship. Um, Because if you will get into the flow of joy, you'll get to the place where you don't even notice the hardships. I love, there's one minister who has one of the largest churches in the world and he has, he has a Bible school, and one of the students asked him, said, Pastor, um, the fruit of your ministry is so far-reaching, I can't imagine how much opposition has come against you because he's a point man, you know, he's out in front. And I love what this minister said. He said, I guess I've had a lot of opposition. I just haven't noticed. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Um, you can enjoy your life as much as you notice the right thing and choose not to notice the wrong thing. Amen. Amen. So I invite you, become along with us skillful at drawing on the righteousness, the peace, and the joy that's on the inside of you. That's the kingdom that's on the inside of you in there so that you can live days of heaven on earth. Amen. As I said, we're teaching out of this book, Peace, Living Free from Worry. We invite you, get your copy of it. Go to deframeministries.org. Let us know that you want your copy of it and we'll get it right out to you. But when you're ordering it, think of family members. Think of somebody else who needs this, maybe a neighbor, somebody else who needs to know some of the things that we're teaching. Get them a copy too. Amen. And we want to remind you until next time, don't forget Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
to watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. We invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. We would like everyone attending to pre-register on our website, DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting God to do great things. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.